This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Episode 329 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... Rosanna's daddy had a car she loved to drive. Stole the keys one night and took me for a ride. Turned up the music just as loud as it could go. Blew out the speakers in her daddy's radio. She was shaking. Snapping her fingers. She was moving round and round. That girl was shaking. (laughs) <laughs> little little Eddie Money there. Yeah. R.I.P., baby. R.I.P. That one hurt. Yeah? Yeah, man. Like, I'm not going to profess, like, I'm, like, some giant Eddie Money fan. Because like, I'm not. Like, you know, I think somewhere I've got his greatest hits. Yeah. You know. I've seen him in concert twice. I enjoyed his music. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was... Eddie Money music was the type of music I referred to as, like, turn it up music. Like, when an Eddie Money song came on that was really good, it was like, turn that shit up. Yeah. You know? It's just like, Shaken or Two Tickets to Paradise or something like that. You you were turning that shit up because that was good music, you know? <laughs> and it just, I, I saw he died, and I was like, kind of bummed out. And I was like, man, that, that kind of sucks. You know? Yeah. I'm here. Yeah. I mean, I like the music, but... Yeah. Like, I, I wasn't, like, a huge fan. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to, like, you know... There's deeper cuts I couldn't talk about, but, like, you know... The shit that got played on the radio, I was like, that's good music, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Hey, money. Yeah. And he had a lot of hits. Like, I mean... For quite some time, like, like there was a good 10-year ten, ten period where, you know... Eddie Money had a, a song every couple of years. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. He was popular for for a while. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So how are you, sir? I'm good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back well, is, back is better. Back is better. Good. Yeah, but I haven't been straining it either. Yeah. True. Um, that helps. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's better. Definitely good. better. I don't know what's going on, but it's better. That's cool. And, uh, although I have one tonight, I've been cutting out. I cut out most of my Mountain Dew, so. Yeah. So, yeah. Trying to drop some poundage. Yeah. With water. I saw something that, like, cracked me up. It was, um, it was, like, this, like, chart. And it was, like, if you eat this, it's the equivalent, or if you drink this, or if you eat this, it's the equivalent of, like, X amount of donuts. Yeah. Like, it was, it was like, it was like, you know, oh, okay, that's interesting. And somebody posted underneath it, what I've really learned here is, 
donuts are a whole lot healthier than I fucking thought they were. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like a bottle of Gatorade was like two and a half donuts. Yeah. Because of the sugar. Yeah. You know. Um, <clears throat> but it was like like the funny thing was like somebody put like I, I think donuts might be a bit healthier than I ever thought they were. I might have to start eating more donuts. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was like, ah, that is a valid point. It is. Yeah. Oh my. So did you watch anything good this week? Um, I did. I watched the controversial Dave Chappelle special. I saw it too. Yeah. It's funny. It was. Okay. I get why it's controversial. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, like, but I, I laughed my ass off. Yeah. I, I will freely admit I watched the Sticks and Stones special and laughed my fucking ass off. But nobody was safe. No. Nobody. Nobody. Uh-huh. And, and, like, I've always thought Chappelle, even before the Chappelle show, like, I thought he was, like, one of those, like, man, this this guy is, like, he's up there as far as, like, yeah. the greats of comedy. Yeah. And, like, when he disappeared for all, then he needed to come back with Netflix, and I've, I've watched all the Netflix specials he's put out. Every time I'm I'm entertained to, to no end, mm-hmm. and like I mean he caught a lot of shit for this last one, and rightfully so. But at the same time, to me it's like it's it's fucking comedy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's you know this is maybe part of the problem with society is like you can't. Do, like, do I think Dave Chappelle is is homophobic? Not really, no. No. You know, do do I, I, I think, like, you know, he's insensitive to... No, but because at the same time, he you know, he, he's experienced a lot of problems. Like, I, I mean, I've seen a comedy routine where he talked about, like, you know, he got pulled over, his buddy was driving, taking him home from a club, you know, they, the police recognized him. He thought, "Oh fuck, we're we're skating." They put his buddy in the back of the car because he was drunk, and they're like, "Well, if you know, you could walk a straight line, you could drive home." <laughs> yeah, like, you bet your ass I can. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I mean, you know, so I mean, like you know, it's it's one of those things where like I get it, but man, I I maybe I'm what's wrong with society then because like I thought that shit was just funny. Like, that's the point of humor. Like, to me, it's like, you know, if you can't laugh at that, then don't listen to, like, Red Fox. Don't listen to fucking, um, um, oh, my God, I can't think of his name, though. Pryor? Pryor. Richard Richard Pryor. Like, I mean, because those guys did not hold back on anybody. No. You know? And I, 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 I just, I... Man, I, that was some funny fucking shit. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good special. Yeah. I mean, he just fucking crushed it. Just, just nailed it. He did. His writing's really good. It is. Like it's, it's so fucking dead on. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I know. He's just funny, man. Yeah. And it's just. I don't know. It's funny and it's extreme, but it's also very real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I loved it. 
was like, there ain't a bathroom we can stop at for you within three states. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just, but it's comedy. Yeah. He's not target. I mean, he's not targeting. It, it's social commentary. Right. I mean, it's part of the reason, like, like, I, you know, we, we talked about it with, like, NWA. Like, that was social commentary. Yeah. You know, you know, there were people who found it extraordinarily offensive. But that's what these guys were seeing. Yeah. Every day on the streets. Yeah. You know, when they, when they would hit when they would hit a house party, this is the fucking shit that was going on. Yeah. You know, when they would hit the streets, this is the fucking shit that was going on. You know, so, like, it was social commentary. And it was the same thing with Chappelle. I think he's making social commentary. And he brings up a good point. Like, at the very beginning of it, when he does, he's like, he's doing, like, I, I got two new impressions. And he does the one. He's like, you know, that's you motherfuckers. You know, anything that comes up in the past 15 years, you bury us for. I mean, it is true. Yeah. You know, like, it's absolutely fucking true. It's it, it, like the cancel culture that we've kind of delved it become. The second, like, any sort of accusation comes up about anything. Right. You know, you know, 10 years ago, you, you touched a woman in an inappropriate manner. Well, I was drunk. <laughs> so was she, you know. So what? You know, I mean, it's it's amazing. Yeah. You know, and that was the commentary he was making. Like, you know, 10 years from now, somebody's going to bring up this special and talk about how I, I need to be, you know, it's comedy. I mean, it, and it was brilliant comedy. I would, I mean, I would highly recommend it, but like only if you're somebody who has like a, a sense of humor that's not easily offended. Yeah. You know. No, I agree with you. It was good. Yeah. Anyway. I started Dark. Okay. It's good. Yeah. That German Netflix film. Yeah. Or series. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. I like it. So far. I tried watching Holmes and Watson. I got about a half hour into it and had to tap out. Really? Yeah. That that bad. It was that bad. Like, it was fucking awful. I felt, because I thought to myself, like, it's Will Ferrell. You know, it's John C. Riley. I get it. Like, I, you know, and I think they're two, when when they're together, they're two of the funniest motherfuckers on the planet. Yeah. You know, as actors, you know, and I thought to myself, it, it, it's just got to be a situation where, like, like, people just didn't get it. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, and I didn't fucking get it, because I, I was just like, this is fucking horseshit. Right. This is bad. Huh. Yeah. I think a half hour of my life, I'm not getting back. <laughs> well, I won't attempt. No, don't. Don't. I do not recommend it all. It's one of the few times I've turned off a movie. Yeah? Like, I normally can, like, sit it out. Like, I'm like, eh, well, I'm already this far into it. I might as well just ride it out. I was like, I'm done. I do not want any more of this. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. It sounds pretty bad, though. It was. I'm trying to think what else. I watched, uh... Oh, I watched the Pit-Penn State game today. Yeah? Yeah. Another disappointing loss for your University of Pittsburgh Panthers. What was the score? 17-10. Oh. 
Here's the worst part. Like, uh, first off, Pitt was a 17-point underdog going into this. Right. Yeah. So it's like, in typical Pitt fan fashion, I think, well, we cover the spread. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, boy. But, you know, Pitt's defense played its ass off for 60 minutes. Like, they only gave up a couple of big plays, and that's what led to Penn State scores. But they played their ass off. And deserved the win. Pitt got themselves into a situation with about seven minutes left in the game. Mm. First and goal at the one-yard line. They try a pass on first down. That's incomplete. They run it on second down. I'll be honest, like I like the play design, but Penn State's defense was just too fast and got there. Uh And like, you know, so now it's Third and goal at the one, and they throw the ball again. Nothing. So fourth and goal at the one. You're almost. I mean, you're, you're almost out of time. You're down to about four minutes on the clock mm-hmm. at this point. You know, you you. So you've got to be figuring. Well, you got to go for it. Right. You, you got. You've the got to go for it. Defense played its ass off. Yeah. Long, yeah. You've got to try to tie the game up right here, right now. Because you tie the game up right here, right now, you're you're going to swing momentum in your direction. Yeah. Pat Narduzzi trots out the field goal kicker. Field goal kicker doinks it. Fucking doinks it. Mm. So now it's it's Penn State ball at the 20-yard line. Mm-hmm. They go three and out. Pitt's defense, again, holds. Gets the ball back for, for the offense. Yeah. And they couldn't they just they ran out of time. Yeah. I mean, you know, they ended up getting down to about the 30-yard line. And they're trying to throw to the end zone at that point with about five seconds left. Couldn't get it done. But, like, still, like, it's like in typical pit fashion, you had an opportunity to win this game. Like, in my opinion, Pitt outplayed Penn State. There's not a doubt in my mind, Pitt outplayed Penn State. Yeah. And yet, they couldn't get the job done, and it just irks me to no fucking end. Yeah. Like, fuck. Crazy. Yeah, it's so disappointing. That sucks. Yeah. It's funny when they play. I mean, Pitt plays these big teams. They come to bat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then they lose to. That's. I think that's kind of the thing that I don't understand. <laughs> you go. Pitt goes up against monster teams and usually keeps it pretty close. Yeah. And then. Pitt plays scrub teams and yeah, they tank it. I just, I don't understand. Yeah, and and we're not talking like one coach. Yeah, multiple this, coaches this, throughout this, the years. Yeah, this, this is going back to Jackie. Trump. I mean, yo, here's the thing. Like, first off, I mean, I think it's disappointing. It's a, this this rivalry is going away mm. again, and may never be seen again. Yeah, you know, Penn State has shown no desire to bring this rivalry back, and. I think it's extraordinarily disappointing because, like, I grew up on this rivalry. Yeah. Like, in my adult years, I became a huge fan of the backyard brawl with Pitt in, in West Virginia. Yeah. But I grew up on the on Pitt-Penn State. Yeah. Like, you know, that was a big deal for me. Like, I remember Marino blowing that game against Penn State to, like, destroy their un, undefeated season. 
you know, I mean, they ended up with one loss. They played Georgia in the Sugar Bowl, and they couldn't win the national. I mean, they beat Georgia. They beat the number one team in the country because they were ranked third. They didn't win the national title because they lost to Penn State. Yeah. You know, I mean, how disappointing is that? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, and Marino just had a dog of a game that year. Like, 82, he just, like, just just this dog of a game. It was just like, where? what happened to Dan Marino? Yeah. Was he on Coke? <laughs> you know? I mean, so, like, but, th- but over the years, like, this this was a, a huge game for me as a, as a kid. And, like, when it went away, and then, like, I got, you know, when it came back, and I got to go to, in 2000, at, at Three River Stadium and see see the game played. And it was, like, the first time I'd been to a Pitt-Penn State game. And, like, everything about that game in Three River Stadium and the, the crowd and the electricity. Like, everything about that game was just electric. It was like amazing to be there, and it was like one of those moments I'll never forget. Like, and Pitt won, which makes it even better, yeah. you know. But like, it's one of those things. Like, I, I get like Penn State doesn't need Pitt. Pitt needs Penn State. But I think from a fan base standpoint, everybody wants this game. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't tell me Penn State fans don't get into this. Yeah. Like. And who's your who's your rival? Like, I, I ask the question all the time. Like, since Penn State's moved to the Big Ten, who's their rival? Yeah. Like, who's their really their their, their rival? Like, what's the big game? Is it Michigan State? No, no. Come on, child, please. Yeah. You know, and I mean, it's the same thing with Pitt. Since Pitt's moved <clears throat> to the ACC, they don't have a natural rival. I mean, they, they they've tried to make something out of the Syracuse, but I mean, who, who, who gives a fuck? It's Syracuse, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's one of those things where like the 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 way that the everything's kind of gone like unless you were you're, you're like one of those traditional schools that have been part of the ACC or the Big Ten like you just don't have a natural rival anymore right and it's it's like so disappointing and it's just it's one of those things where like today I was just like so disappointed like it's such a like a, such a good game yeah it was fun to watch it was hard hitting you know, there there was a lot of emotion on both sides of the ball. Like I don't give a fuck what people say. Penn, Penn State, like I I think the first time they played four years ago, Penn State took Pitt lightly. I think Penn State took didn't take the rivalry seriously. Like it was like, you know, James Franklin. Yeah, it's just another fucking game. Who cares? Like, well, Pitt was like, no, this is rivalry week. You know, yeah. and they came to play and beat the shit out of Penn State that first year. And the last two years, I mean, Penn State just had superior talent. Yeah, you, you you can't deny that they just had superior talent all around. This year, they were supposed to have superior talent. They were a seventeen point favorite, They're the number thirteen team in the country. Yeah, they got the shit kicked out of them by Pitt this week. Yeah, you know, I don't care what Thad says in his email. They Penn State got the shit kicked out of them this week. Yeah, you know, those boys are going to be hurting. Because there was some hard hitting on that field. Yeah. You know, and it just pains me to see this this this, this rivalry go away. <laughs> it, it really does. I mean, and I know Pitt's – I, I want to say it's all Penn State's fault, but I know it's not. I'm sure Pitt has something to do with it. But it's just one of those things where it, it just, you know, fuck. This this needs to be bigger than it is. You know, I mean, this, this, is, this should be one of the premier rivalries in all of college sports. Yeah, and it should be celebrated every year, and especially not if Pitt's back in the proper colors. Yeah, yeah, the best looking uniforms in all of college football. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But 
Uh, they're talking about bringing the West Virginia back, so. <laughs> Need something. Yeah. You, I mean, you do. Like, you mm. honestly do. Like, I mean, you have a, a bit of a rivalry with Notre Dame, but I don't think Notre Dame looks at it that way. Yeah. You know? I think it's it's just another game for them, and I understand. That. I mean, they they have more traditional rivals than Pitt. You know, I I understand why for Pitt it's a big game because it's fucking Notre Dame. But I mean, for anybody else, like for Notre Dame, it's like, yeah, we have to play Pitt every couple of years. You know, <laughs> whereas like when they play Michigan or Michigan State or USC, those are more traditional rivals for for Notre Dame. Like those are the games like the student body gets up for. Yeah. yeah. You know, for Pitt, it's like, oh, it's Pitt week. Okay, you know whatever. You know, I get that. Yeah. Um, but, like, I mean, you look at the rest of Pitt's schedule, like, with, especially with the ACC schedule, like, there's no game you look at and you go, fuck, I can't wait for that. Circle that one on the calendar. Right, right. You know. No. I hear you. I mean, Duke? North Carolina? Yeah. No, not really. You know. I don't I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's the traditionalist in me. It's like... <laughs> Like, you know, I, I want to see them play Penn State every year. I want to see them play West Virginia every year. Mm. You know, because those are the, you know, just geographically, they're right there and right there. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's they're so close they can spit on each other. Right, right. You know, but <laughs> money talks and bullshit walks. Yeah. You know. I watched that. What else did I watch? That's about it. Yeah? Yeah. How, how's the house coming? It's a slow, slow progress. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, the kitchen is just about done. Yeah. Like, getting shit put away and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, it's a, it's a, a lot of it is, like, we need, we need, you know, we threw away a lot of furniture just because of, yeah, okay. you know, but so like some of that needs to be replaced. Like, you know, so there are some things that like, like I was putting together my bedroom a little bit today uh-huh. and I put together, you know, I got some of the DVDs up, but I got like a ton more. So I need like another DVD rack. I need a bookcase, yeah. you know, um, just oddball things like that are, are, are things I need, yeah. you know, to get everything. I, I need a desk. Like, I, I need a desk up there. I'd love to have a desk. Um, it's the same thing with, like, there's so much stuff that, like, just needs, we need a place for, you know. It's easy to go through a lot of stuff, kind of figure out what the hell we're doing with things, where is it going, that type of thing. So it's, like, it's a, it's a slow process. Yeah. You know. I get it. Yeah. It's going like to get down. It's, it's not a big deal. We're in no hurry. But at the same time. You know, like some of it's like, well, we need to clear this shit out so that we can get a couch. Yeah. You know, that, you know, one hang up is we need a couch. The other hang up is, well, we need to move all this shit out of the way so we can have some place to put the couch. Right. right. You know, so. So that's, that's the going on there. It's uh, There's a lot of stuff in there. There is. There is. I mean, it's a lot of stuff she has to go through, though. Like, and like, it's, a lot of it is like, a lot of it's her mother's stuff. You know, so there's a lot of her mom's stuff she has to go through and kind of figure out what, what to keep and what to throw away. And that's been sitting there for like two years. Yeah. You know, and she's just not getting a chance to go through this shit and try to figure it out. And, um, 
you know, so it's just like it's it's a slow. A lot of it's just a slow process because it's like you have to go through like a bin piece by piece by piece to see what all is in there. Mm-hmm. You know, you just can't open it up and go, oh yeah, this is this shit. Do this with it. You know what I mean? Mm. So. Yeah. I will say this much. We need air conditioners. Yeah? Oh, yeah. At at, at household heat. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Fans won't do. No. No. Like, I mean, and the thing is, like, we, we, we were blessed. Like, the week that we moved, the temperature was, you know... High 60s, low 70s. Yeah. No humidity. Yeah. Beautiful weather. Mm-hmm. Um, even the week after we moved, it, it still said, cool. Like, it, like, I really thought, like, I'm like, wow, man, this is like, you know, it, it's going to come, you know. Yeah. But this has been great weather so far, but it's, it's going to come. Like, you know, you're going to get that, that one last blast of, of yeah. heat at some point, you know. And uh, well, this has been the week for it. Yeah. You know. And, uh, yeah, it is, it is warm. (laughs) There's not one air conditioner? No. No, so we, you know, it's one of those things, like, I'm I'm not going to invest in one right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I'm not, there there are too many other needs. Like, you could, like, I could, I could sell ten other things that we need before we need an air conditioner in any room. Yeah. But, like, I mean, the problem is, like, you can't. It's what the, the way the house is designed. It's kind of like this house, yeah. Where you know the the way the ducts are and everything is just is too old to really put in like a whole house air. Why would you put a whole house air? In there? Well, yeah, I mean you wouldn't. But I'm just saying like that's why it's never been done. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, I mean I'm looking around like I mean uh, and the, like I'm looking around at some of the stuff in the house. I'm thinking like, this is just like Ian's. Yeah, you know. Like, there's the big air returns yeah. and shit, like, in the floor, like you have. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, I'll make sure Ahsoka doesn't get in there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Stuff like that. So, like, I'm, I'm looking at things. I'm like, you know, I can see why there's no whole house air. But yet, at the same time, I'm looking around saying, well, we need an air conditioner in the living room. We need an air conditioner in the kitchen. You know, we need an air conditioner in my bedroom. We need an air conditioner in her bedroom. She's going to want one in the office. I mean, that's five air conditioners. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah, you know, you don't want them running all the time. But, you know, I mean, so it's like it's like one of those just weird things where it's like, okay, like we could piecemeal this together later on. There are just there are so many other issues we've got to resolve before we <coughs> go by and you know spend another thousand dollars on air conditioners. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. so you're sweating it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm I'm sleeping okay. But, like, yeah, there's nothing like waking up in the morning and, like, you know, feeling like the morning dew on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, nasty. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm dealing with. Like, you know, you just can't wait to take a shower. Yeah. You know, like, you guys, like, oh, man, do I stink? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, no air is no fun. No, not at all. Yeah. And it's like amazing, like again, like like in like 
because the way my bedroom is set up, like the, the way the windows are, like I swear to God, it's like five to ten degrees warmer in my bedroom than it is in any room in that damn house. Really? Yeah, it feels that way. You have a fan at least, right? Oh yeah, I have two fans in there right now. Yeah. Right, because I got the ceiling fan going, and then I, I, I you know, I got a, a, a fan on a stand. Uh-huh. I got blowing right on me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, blowing right up my nether regions. <laughs> you know, right yeah. at the foot of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> just keep it cool, baby. Keep, but I mean. You know, like it's it's just it's blowing hot air around. You know. Yeah. It's like you know, it's not like you know. It's, I've opened the curtain to the window that has a screen and tried pulling some air that way, but you know, for the most part, it's you're just blowing hot air around. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, it's no fun waking up to that heat. No, not at all. I know. <laughs> How you feeling in the bed? I'm slowly adjusting. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just it's a slow adjustment because it just... I don't know. It's just it's weird. I guess. I mean, it's the only way to describe it is it's just... It's like... Trying to be comfortable. Yeah. You know? I'm used to sleeping on my stomach and on my side. Uh-huh. And for whatever reason, the bed doesn't quite work properly. And I, it's just, you know... It's an adjustment. Yeah. I'm getting good night's sleep, but it's like I'm waking up like usually like I'm going to bed at like one in the morning and getting up at like four thirty, five o'clock. And it's like, fuck, okay, let me try to get re re comfortable and oh now I gotta take a piss. Oh look, there's Ahsoka, you know. She's meowing for some ungodly reason. Yeah, you know, so it's like yeah. just one of those things. What about Driss? He's adjusted rather well. Uh-huh. Um, he is getting bored now and trying to break out of the out of the room. And like I, I, I guess I'm gonna have to buy a baby gate. Really. Yeah, because like I, I, I got a box and I thought well, this would be sufficient. Like yeah. it, it was just high enough that like he's not gonna try to jump over it without knowing what's on the other side. Yeah, but. It was low enough that Ahsoka, who could see, can see, well, I can jump back and forth. Well, he's figured out she's jumping back and forth. And now she's like, he's like, well, what's on the other side? And because it's cardboard, and he, he's still a big cat, despite losing all the weight, you know, he's kind of getting up on it, and it's leaning, and he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I think I could make this. You know, I'm like, fuck. <laughs> fuck. So. <laughs> and, like, it's not that like, it's a big deal. But, like, the, the problem becomes, like, I, my fear is him, like, taking a stumble down the steps. Yeah. You know? Like, he's going to break out. He's going to try to go down the steps. He's going he's gonna to take a stumble, and I'm going to come home to a cat with a broken neck. <laughs> you know? I don't want that. Yeah. You know? Plus, finding his way back to the room. Yeah. That's the other problem. Yeah. So. And I, and I tried to help him out. To, like, I, I, like I said, I cleaned up some stuff. Cleaned out some boxes of, of stuff mm. um, to try to hopefully, like, okay, here, here you go, buddy. Yeah, you yeah. Know, here, the room's bigger than you think because there have been these boxes all around. I tried to organize things up a little bit, and um, he was still like, yeah, what's on the other side of this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker. Is he still sleeping with you? No. No, just because I'm not, I'm not sleeping well. Like, he, like I've woken up with him on me. 
Mm. But, like, and then it becomes a pain in the ass trying to get him off because, like, unlike when he could see, when he'd just jump right off. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, let me find my way. You know, he's got that paw kind of trying to find something to step on. I'm like, motherfucker. You know, <laughs> so. Would you have a bed for him or something? Um, well, there have been a couple of places, like, he, he does like sleeping on the bed when I'm not there. Uh-huh. I, I think mainly because, like, there's that fan just blowing right on there, especially right now. He's like, yeah, fuck this, this is too hot. Yeah. You know, um, so I think he, like, he likes laying in front of that fan. Um, but he does like laying on, like, I had that, um, uh, that foot, that foot locker. Yeah. And it's underneath the window, the one window. Mm-hmm. I have a blanket. On there, he likes sleeping on that. There's a blanket on the floor he likes laying on. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so he's picked out a couple of spots. What about the other cat? All over the house. Yeah, yeah, she's she's just a nutcase. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it. Like, part of it is like it's still like, I mean, she's finally like, eating on a regular, like, figuring out where shit's at. I think part of the problem was, again. Like, we're putting stuff down in the kitchen for her, and she's like, I smell food, but I can't find it, you know? Yeah. And I think the other thing is, is just, again, it's just the chaos of all this shit's just laying around. Yeah. You know, like, she comes, like, if I sit downstairs and I watch TV, like, she'll come around and she'll jump up on the chair with me and hang out and stuff like that. But, uh-huh. like, you know, for the most part, she's just like, you know. Like, Nancy left earlier today I hadn't seen her for hours I don't know where the fuck she's at yeah you know she's around somewhere I just don't know where <laughs> you know so probably sleeping somewhere I'm sure I'm sure it's exactly what she's doing but yeah but I mean she's adjusting like there's definitely an adjustment that's taking place and she she is adjusting per se yeah that's good. Yeah. It's jumping the old show proper. All right. Um, here was a, an article I found just yesterday. And thank goodness, because I was having a hard time finding material for the show this week. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, it was just a bad week for, some, for whatever reason. But um, let me ask you this question. Okay. Do you think... They're showing too many trailers when you go to a movie. They've always shown trailers. Right, but like, I feel like it's... It, it, I don't want to see... Well, I want to see movie trailers. I don't want to see TV trailers. Right. I don't want to see shit for t- television. Like, the next Miami Vice and shit like that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Show me a couple movie trailers. I'm good. Right. And then move on. Well, like, it's, it's always... Okay, like, like, the way I always view it is like... If a movie starts at 7.30, uh-huh. I can count on 15 minutes of, of trailers. Okay. Like, it's going to be 50... If the movie starts at 7.30, there's going to be 15 minutes of, like... Well, first off, you got to get your Coke ad in, yeah. you know, for the movie theater. And then, you know, the movie theater has to show, like... Especially if you're, like, you're seeing something in XD, they've got to do their XD presentation. Um, you know, or, or an IMAX. They always have, like, some... You know, two minute ad for right. What something I'm already fucking watching. You know, I, I get it. It's IMAX. It's XD. I've chosen right, it for right. a reason. You're telling me, okay? I get it. Right. But you know, but there's always like that two minute ad, and then there's like always like 
seven or eight trailers. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of trailers anymore shown in front of a movie. Like, it used to be like you'd get like two or three, three or four. Yeah. Now it's like there's seven or eight, nine trailers shown before you get to the actual fucking movie. <laughs> and sometimes you're like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, like you get to a point where you're like, <clears throat> they're showing this trailer in front of Avengers? Okay. You know, you yeah, know. Yeah. I didn't know that Stella got her groove back again. <laughs> but but it's, it's a question that, that, that got asked. And um, so this article, I can take some solace in knowing, this is from Slash Films, and this is from the, the author. I can take some solace in knowing that other moviegoers aren't into the roadblock of trailers as well, at least according to The Hollywood Reporter. Per a poll they conducted... Consumers want fewer in-theater trailers. Nearly six in ten Americans, or fifty-nine percent, they want one to three. That one to three is an ideal number. Twenty-one um, percent of respondents are in favor of watching four to six trailers, and that number drops dramatically to two percent when asked about watching seven to nine trailers. Among the poll's other findings, five percent would rather see no trailers at all. Well, one percent would be in favor of watching more than a dozen. Jesus, right? I mean, that's nuts. Yeah. So I, I guess I, I, the question here is like, yeah, I enjoy trailers, right? But what do you think is the ideal number? Probably three or four. Yeah, that's normal for me. I would enjoy that three trailers and then movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. No, I agree. Like, I, there's a lot of ads. And all that crap they do. I don't need to see all that either. Yeah. But it's just, it's like, it's weird. Like, you go see a movie and, like, you're, you're, it's like, well, here's a trailer for this. And then here's a trailer for this. And here's a trailer for this. And here's a trailer for this. Here's a trailer for this. And you're like, and some of these movies, you're like, well, I, I get why you're showing this in front of, a, like, you know, the movie I'm watching. Because it, it makes sense. You, you know, it's a target audience. But there are some other movies where you're like, is this just attached to everything? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Why am I seeing a movie a trailer for the new Melissa McCarthy movie? You yeah. Know. So like, I, I think it's it's interesting. It's an interesting question because it does add or detract from the movie going experience. Yeah. Like Avengers Endgame was a three and a half hour movie or, or, or like a three hour movie, but it was a three and a half hour movie if you include all the trailers that you watched beforehand. Yeah. You yeah, know, a lot of trailers in that one. Right. Yeah, I know. I mean, you get in there. And they, they do their shtick on the refreshments and... Yeah. Coke. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Like, I'm almost to a point where like I'm lip-syncing along with those fucking Coke ads because they've been playing the same one for like two years. Yeah. You know. But, you know, at the same time, like... I, 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 I feel like that, you know, so much of this, like... You do that, that, pre, that pre-movie stuff that you go into and you're watching it. Like, I feel like some of that should be added there. Yeah. Like in all honesty, like I think I feel like some of these trailers should be added there, and then like these are your main presentations. Yeah. Like these are the four trailers that go along with this movie, and then enjoy your movie. Yeah. yeah you know. I get that. Like it's a, it's like it's so. Because you're right. Like you end up going to the movie, and I'm watching there, and there, there's you know, um, you know Nikki Menudez or whoever whatever the hell her name is. She's up there talking about like, and and now TNT presents the latest season of you know. Animal Kingdom. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about this. Yeah, yeah. You know, jeez. 
Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, but like, like I, while I'm sitting there waiting for the movie to start, <laughs> I have to watch this like you know behind the scenes footage from a show that I'll never fucking watch because it's shown before every fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I can do without all that shit. Yeah. Just three or four trailers, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Under fifteen minutes. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, because I mean, that's like I said, like that for me, like that's why I just I automatically at tap that on. Right, because that fi- the 15 minutes gives you if you're late, you can get there. You know what I mean? Like the, it's a nice little cushion there. But anything beyond that, you're watching a half hour worth of trailers. Yeah. What the fuck? It's more, you know, it's more like half an hour with all the ads and all that other shit that they put in. Right. So. Uh, Yeah, it's just it's weird. Yeah, it's one of those. It's just that weird thing that like it does either enhance or detract from your movie going experience, in my opinion. Right. Like you're like it, you do. I like I do reach a point sometimes with the trailers. Yeah. Where I'm just like another fucking trailer. <laughs> right. I don't give a fuck about this. Yeah, especially if you're in for a long movie. That makes yeah. a long day at the theater. Yeah. You know anything over two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah. And then you. Like you said, tack on that extra 30 minutes. Right. That, that's a long day at the theater. It is. Yeah. It, is. it is. Like, I mean, you know, like, how many times do you go into a movie theater and you come out and it's fucking dark? Yeah, I mean, you're finishing your refreshments before the fucking movie starts. Yeah. Honestly. Right. Like, I yeah. get, if I get nauseous, they're almost gone. Yeah. I mean, by... Yeah. Yeah. But, like, like especially <laughs> with, like, nauseous, like, you're trying to eat that while it's still hot, too. Yeah, you want the cheese hot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with me, like, with popcorn, like, I'll, I'll get myself some popcorn. I'll set it aside. And I will not touch that shit until, like, the fucking movie starts. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, dude, you know, same with my, my, my beverage. Like, you know, don't touch it. You ain't getting up to get this refilled. Right. You know, so it'll just sit here and wait for the fucking movie to start. Right. You know. But meanwhile, like, if I haven't had anything to eat all day, my tummy's looking like, you know, eh, popcorn's ready to go. <laughs> Let's get it started. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, 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 no. We've got three more trailers to go. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, yeah, so there was that. Speaking of trailers, did you see the trailer, the last trailer for Watchmen? Uh-oh. Oh. No, oh, I didn't uh, see that. Let's, let's take a look at this. All right, so you just watched the trailer for Watchmen. What did you think? Yeah, it looks pretty good. It does. Yeah. Looks like it's been well-crafted. You know what I mean? Like, like everything I've seen about this intrigues me yeah like it really does like I, I'm I mean of HBO usually does a good job with stuff like this yeah like you know you, you think about Game of Thrones you think about like you know Westworld yeah now this you know it, it's uh, amongst the you know you know dozens of others that they've done over the years um, but yeah you know, th- th- this just looks so good like it, it, it I'm very intrigued to see what they're going to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, like, what is this story that they want to tell? Yeah. In in this Watchmen universe. You know? Yeah. Because, I mean, it, it's... I mean, there, there are illusions. Like, in other trailers, they've talked about Dr. Manhattan's on Mars. Yeah. You know? And, you know, you, you we've seen in, in this trailer and, and in others, the Owl Ship. Um, and, you know, Ozymandias... Yeah, you know, I mean, we we you know there have been references to to the 
the previous Watchmen. Yeah. So I'm intrigued to see, like, you know, what's the story they're telling, what, what's taken place between the last movie, which, or actually, in this case, it's a direct sequel to the book. So it was the octopus, not yeah. Dr. Manhattan that caused everything. Yeah. Um, I'm just intrigued to see where it all goes. Yeah. You know. It looks interesting. It does. It, it, I mean, it, and it's a, it's a universe that's ripe for this type of storytelling, I think. Yeah. You know, like you can create a, something completely new in it off the back of what was previously done. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what they're trying to do, and I, it, it looks very interesting. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah, I'm very intrigued by what we're going to get. You know, October 10th can't get here fast enough. Yeah. Speaking of HBO, have, have you been watching um, the Righteous Gemstones? Yeah, I, first three episodes I've watched. Yeah, or first two. No, three I think. Yeah, yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's a great show. Yeah, it is really fucking good. I know it's really good. Yeah, like it's amazing. Like Danny McBride is a fucking genius. Yeah, like he's done some. Some just off the wall stuff. I mean, first thing you, I mean, he's done some stuff with HBO that's been very, like, extremely well done. Like, I mean, you, first off, you got Eastbound and Down, mm-hmm. which was like, like what I think of when I think of Danny McBride, like that type of character. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it wasn't like an odd character. Like that's like that's like the kind of character Danny McBride would play. Yeah. But then you did. He did Vice Principals. Mm-hmm. Which is completely different, and I mean, it's still like kind of like a Danny McBride character, but it wasn't, and it was really well done, and it was funny, and it was dark, and you're like, holy shit! Like, this went to some places, and now there's this, and I'm just like, holy fuck, is this good? Yeah, it is. Like Danny McBride is like a, a, an extraordinarily talented man, and I and this cast is amazing. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've been very impressed by it. Like I'm, you know, I'm glad I gave it a try. I, I mean, I was gonna give it a try because just because it's Danny McBride and you throw in John Goodman, <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm I'm in. You know, hopefully this is good, and I'll be damned if it's not. Yeah, it's a good. It's it's a good show. Yeah, but I really like Dan Goodman. This. Oh yeah, Good Goodman's been very like, but you expect it. Like, I mean. I knew I was going to get vintage Goodman, and he's been, yeah. you know, bringing the, the Goodman goodness. Right. You know. Yeah. But, like, I mean, the, the, but the other cast, I mean, the rest of the cast is just stellar. I mean, and crushing it. Yeah. It's a good show. Yeah. yeah. I have to say. Yeah. It's one of the better shows out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how they encom- capture that world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I mean, it's it's amazing. Like the the think about, like I mean, and he's just like I mean, like I mean, it's like regional, but it's not. Yeah. You know, like it's not quite big. Like it's big enough that they're pulling in millions of dollars, but not quite big enough where you, it's like a, a Farwell or a you know a swagger type of situation, but almost. Yeah, they're you know, going for it. Yeah. Yeah. I and love I, the opening scene, too. I, when it first starts where they're in the 
Where is it, China? Yeah. They're in that wave pool? Yeah. It's fucking great. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. It, baptisms in a in a wave pool. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been very impressed by it, and I would highly recommend it to anybody who hasn't watched it yet. Or if you have HBO, it's well worth checking out. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Just the way they've encaptured that world is. Just, yeah. You would imagine it being like that. Yeah. Somewhat. I mean, it's to an extreme, but it's. Yeah. How they talk. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like rednecky, but not quite rednecky. Right. Like, like they won't admit that they're rednecks. Like they're better than that. But yeah. They really are. Yeah. You know, like oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even the I liked when Goodman was, you know, that back in time thing with his wife. Yeah. I can remember seeing shit like that on TV. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. When I was yeah. a kid. Yeah. So like they captured that time that time period. Like, yeah. Captured that time period perfectly. Yeah, like I mean that that was like vintage like uh, fucking um. You know the um, uh, oh, oh, I can't remember the, the preacher's name. Jim Baker. Yeah, that was like vintage Jim Baker shit right there. Yeah, like you know, you with Tammy coming out there with all the makeup on and everything, yeah. and like oh yeah, like I mean, that was just vintage. Yeah, shit. Like I mean, and, and it, but it was like vintage, like you know, Jimmy Swagger with the puppets and everything. Yeah, it was very, very familiar. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And how they brought it to where it's at now. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, like I've been watching those preachers like over the years, like especially in the eighties and the early nineties. Like that was like those type of preachers were everywhere. Yeah. You know. Have you gotten to the brother yet? Yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about. Not the brother, but the Goodman's brother in law or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, really good. Yeah, and that's you know Walter Goggins, uh, who's just who's always a plus. Like whatever the fuck he does, he's always a plus. Yeah, he's but I mean, fantastic. Yeah, he's like that old Jimmy Swagger. Yeah, not Swagger, but uh, Jim Baker. Yeah, whatever. Oh, like the, the 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 quaff of hair and yeah, like the fake, the, teeth. the fake teeth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the, everything. You know, deep dark tan. <laughs> yeah. You know, sunglasses. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's good. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's tre- it, it is tremendous. I mean, and like like I said, I mean, this cast is just stellar. Yeah, it's just stellar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when we first watched the first one. We were in the second one. We were like, "Holy shit, did that just happen?" Yeah, because it just went. It, oh yeah, it took that rail, man. Yeah, yeah. In, it, in the video, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. That one guy, they're all sitting on the couch. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. He's just, he's just, like, David Presley's standing there like, you know, we are in trouble. You know, like, he's got the video pause. That dude's dick is, like, right next to his face and shit. Yeah, and the guy that won't walk out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's tremendous. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Uh, also for... 
For those of you who are interested, there is a lot of man meat in this one. <laughs> yeah. I have seen more dick <laughs> in four episodes of this fucking show than I saw in the entire run of Game of Thrones. So if you enjoy dick shots... <laughs> yeah. They don't hold back. They do not hold back. <laughs> at all. Nah, that's good. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway, yeah, so... Those are a great couple of shows right there. That, yeah. Oh yeah, good, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. One, one other kind of simple thing to touch on here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the wrong fucking thing. I hate it when I do that. So this week, friend of the show, J.J. Abrams, <laughs> yeah, um, signed a. $500 million deal to write, produce, and direct for Warner Media. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Well, like, it's one of those situations where, like, they, they, they kind of have to think of it this way. Like, Bad Robot is a production company mm-hmm. that he owns. But he needs a distributor. Yeah. Like, it was just like Lucas back in the day. Like, he used 20th Century Fox to distribute the movies. 20th Century Fox, other than the original Star Wars, didn't pay a dime for any fucking Star Wars movie. Yeah. You know, Lucas put all the money up front for that shit, except for the first movie. Yeah. So, you know, 20th Century Fox is, was the distributor for Lucasfilm. It's the same thing kind of here. It's Bad Robot basically signing a production deal, a distribution deal, mm-hmm. with Warner Media. Now, the other side of that, though, is... It's allowing Bad Robot access to Warner Media's properties. Mm. Like, if he wants to do a superhero movie, he can do a fucking DC superhero movie now. Yeah. You know, he can just pitch it to Warner Brothers and say, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And they're probably going to greenlight it because they're paying him $500 million. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, but I mean, that it, it's kind of an interesting situation where, like, first off, you're, that's a lot of change to be paying. J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Like, as much as I love J.J. Abrams. I mean, and he's done a fantastic job reviving the Star Trek franchise and the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. You know, brought them back from the dead. Yeah. Both of them. You know? Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's just, it's very interesting that, um, you know, Warner Media is like, you know, really wants to lock him up. Right. You know? I think that's Hawthorne. I, it is. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, she's getting in the trouble there. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. But I just, I, I find it very interesting that, like, <laughs> Warner Media, like, because, like, he hasn't been tied down like this. Like, I, I, you know, I think he had a bit of a deal with Paramount because I think they did the Cloverfield movies, you know, with them. You know, plus Star Trek, they were a bit pissed off when he went off to do Star Wars. Yeah. Twice, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but you know, so I, I, I find I, I do find it interesting that that Warner Media is tying them down. I like guess I wonder how strong that tie down is. Like, yeah. like is it a situation like? And, and what are the, what are their plans? Like, do they want to bring him? Like, do they want him to be the maestro of the DC cinematic universe? I don't know. Could be. Yeah. They'll fuck it up. I'm just kidding. There's a good chance of that. You're right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's an interesting guy to bring in. 
and tied down because like from a production company standpoint like like bad robots done well but not so well that you're like you know we got we got to lock bad robot down yeah, yeah, like I mean, Star Trek did well the first the first two. Uh-huh. I mean, all three, but I mean, you know, he was responsible for the first two. I Bad Robot produced the third one, I believe. Yeah, um, you know, they don't, you know, he, he his production company wasn't involved with Star Wars at all. Right, that's that, that Bad right. Robot is nowhere anywhere near. Yeah, you those know, credits. you know, that. yeah. Um, but like, other than that, like I mean, you really kind of look around, like I mean. The Cloverfield movies have done well, but not like so well. You'd like say like, well, we need. To... <coughs> mm. <coughs> Sorry, wrong pipe. Mm-hmm. But that and those weren't like, weren't even directed by JJ. They were produced, right? You know, it's just it's kind of interesting. Like they, like they are so eager to lock him down like that. Damn, I must have something up their sleeve. They must, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a, ga- a game plan of some type, and he's got to be involved in that game <laughs> plan. I mean, otherwise, he wouldn't have signed a deal. Right. But, like, I'm just... I just found it fascinating, that, like, that they would lo- you know, try to lock him down like this. It is interesting. I have to say. <coughs> but, I don't know. There, like I said, there must be something. Yeah. Something's there. I'm sure. And of course, be it with it being JJ, um, you know, you're not going to get any information. No. <laughs> you know, JJ's just going to be like, "Yeah, um, I got nothing to say." <laughs> right. <clears throat> so, so that was that. Let's go ahead and dip our Tony old mailbag. Okay. Mailbag. And as always, we start with a good friend, Superfan Thad. Cool. So Thad wrote in, Hello to my two favorite hosts who decided to skip a show. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, I mean, we, didn't, we really didn't discuss that. What's that? Skipping a show. Yeah, we it was the first week time we skipped a week without having any content at, at, at all, ever. Right. Feel weird to you? No, I mean, it felt weird to me. Did what we got to do, I guess. Yeah, but it was like at, at one point I was like, because I finished up on Sunday like with what I had to do, and I thought about coming over and doing the show. Oh yeah. Yeah, like I really did. Like I thought about like. But then I didn't have anything prepared. Yeah. You know, and it was like one of those things where it's like, am I just going to put out a show to put out a show? Like, yeah, let's yeah. not do that. Just put it to bed. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't have to worry about it. Fuck it. You know, but it it, 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 it did feel weird to not have to do that. Then it felt weird to have to do it again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It did. Like, it was, especially because I'm in a new house and, you know, like I had to reset up the Wi Fi on the new computer, on the computer and everything. And it was like, you know, all sorts of just rigmarole you had to go through to kind of get yourself in position to do what you need to do. Yeah. So that's what that's that's what it was, and but I was like, okay, let me let me let me see if I remember everything I got to do. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 
And that was a plus I was doing it during the Steeler game. Hey. That fucking debacle. Yeah. We're not gonna get into that. Yeah. No. Just not worth it. Um Nope, nope, not gonna say any of that. Um That shit show in Oakland is better than reality TV. <laughs> this is in regards to Antonio Brown. Yeah. Do you know what the best part is? Most people think he has CTE. He doesn't. He's just been in the he's just the asshole I've been saying that for years. Nope, 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 nope. Um AB has been doing this shit for years and his series have been sweeping it under the rug. Um then again, this is the second time we were fleeced the Oakland Raiders. Remember Pothead Bryant, who has caught maybe 12 passes in two years for Oakland? His draft picks got us the ability to move up and pick up Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. So Superfan Thad was surfing the dark web again for his normal stash of black market materials. You know, uranium and Mary Ross's panties. I came across... No, no, we are not... I don't care if... No, we're not going to get this. He's trying to spoil Star Wars. <laughs> Went to the movies and Superfan Thad strikes again. I had reserved seats next to another couple. Again, I had to have my favorite seats, so I picked in 12 and 13. And when the couple came and looked at their tickets, saw us, they moved to the end of the row. We say the move. We say the movie Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark was pretty good. Okay, well. Mm-hmm. But, like, really? Like, you gotta, like, is there a reserve seat you're going to pick the seats directly next to somebody? Yeah. Dick move. <laughs> okay, time to go. I need to perform an end on my... No, 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 no. So that was last week's write-in for Thad. This week, we get a new email from Thad. Hello to my two favorite hosts who love to suck the cream out of Twinkies. I I do not. Now, I will admit I do tongue that cream a little bit, but I don't suck it out. (laughs) So, Sean, no, no. Mm, Not discussing that. Not not going to discuss that. How about Kevin Hart as Wolverine? <laughs> no. No. Sean, to the vegan Australian, if she wants to stop smelling fit... No. No. I'm not, I'm not going to tell her to do that. I walk out on the on my, in my lawn in a thong all the time. As long as I am in my yard, they can't complain. Actually, yeah, they can. Yeah, they can. Sean, it was not the balsamic making you sick. It was the lettuce. Okay. Guess where I will be when you read this? No, no, I will not be in Tim's backyard hanging out and drinking beers. I did that last weekend after the Renaissance Fair. No, no, I... No, I'm not going to say that. That's just nasty. I'll be celebrating an easy win over Akron South. Better known as Pitt. That was at the game today. Where you were supposed to be. Yeah. 
Um, obviously, he, he must have had this pre-made before he sent it because he talks about what an ass-whooping Pitt got, which is clearly not the case. Um, but I do feel <laughs> bad. Like, I, that, of course, sent me a text message telling me, you know, eat shit, Pitt. But when I replied back, hey, that score had to have you scared the entire time. Pitt's defense deserved the win. Yeah. Um, he replied back. He, he was at the game, and his friend had um, a heart episode that he was with. Really? And he had to leave. <laughs> so he watched the game at the hospital while his friend was being tested. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Watched the entire game from the hospital. My friend was having chest pains prior to the game and had to leave. We left by ambulance. <laughs> um. So that sucks. I hope his friend is doing well. Yeah. I mean, that really blows. So that's it for Thad. Next up is our good friend, the Otter, better known as Superfan Tim. Okay. Tim writes in, hey, Pittsburgh nerds. Moving sucks. It truly, truly sucks. When I was on Tatooine, I had to move three times in four years. Until 2016, I never lived in a place longer than 24 months since 1999. God damn horrific. My <laughs> condolences. Well, thank you. I'm sorry to hear about Dritzed. It blows when a pet go, um, gets down and out. Won't go f- further. Fucking the worst. It, it, it's rough. It, it's rough. But we, we, we've been sharing some good moments. He likes when I hold him and... Like, you know, when I talk to him, as I'm patting him, he'll, he'll start purring. I tell him what a handsome fella he is. Yeah. He likes that. So, we do we do have some good moments, um, despite the fact that he's losing his sight. Or has lost his sight. Yeah. Um, I'm good with Avengers and the MCU ending, ending at Endgame. I haven't watched Far From Home yet. Maybe it's a good epilogue. But damn, if the NCU ended at Endgame, fucking fantastic. <laughs> Reboot it like they do in the comics. Endgame was great. I thought it was overrated at first, but after watching it again, it's a great ending to the story arc. Start all over again like they do in the comics. Give it all new people as, as in the roles and let's go. But this is it for me. Maybe that's why the TV shows and not the movies. They want to feel the waters and see what sticks. Because a lot of this won't stick, and they may need to start all over. Show all the TV shows and see if people care. I seriously think you just reboot this thing every decade. Yeah. I I see his point. I I can see your point, too, yeah. That's tough. It's tough because, like... I get it. Like, okay, you're done with RDJ and you want to reboot the, fran- the, the the entire franchise and everything. But, like, who who do you envision as Captain America? I know. You know, like, I like those two roles are completely ruined for me. Right. That's the pro- That's part of the problem. It's the same thing with Wolverine. Like, in all honesty, like, as much as I like to see Wolverine done properly, quote unquote. Yeah. You know, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine has been fantastic. Yeah, you know he he's been a, a beacon of of light in in the the darkness that is the Fox X Men franchise. I agree. You know, and 
he's done nothing but absolute justice to the character. And even, like, if you go into, like, Logan, he pushed for that, you know? So, like, it's tough to, like, envision somebody else playing that character. As much as I want to see it redone and redone right with a stockier guy and everything else, it is very tough to see somebody else in those shoes. Yeah. Very difficult. Like, I mean... Uh, I, like I said, I don't think they're going to rush to put anything out. No. Like, I mean, it, it, but it's weird because it's like... For years, I thought, well, who else could play Professor X? Like, you know, Stewart just crushed that. And here comes McAvoy. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, who who else could play Magneto? Well, here comes Fassbender. You know, so, like, it's one of those things where, like, they, they've they done it, and they've done it successfully, but at the same time, like, you know, I think the problem is, like, Jackman played that character so much and for so long right. that it's tough to imagine anybody else in that role. And it's the same thing with Tony Stark and with... With Steve Rogers and even Thor, like I mean, I don't want to see Helmsworth replaced. Yeah, you know, I I don't I don't want to see Yuck Yuck Ragnarok again. But at the same time, like I I, I do like I like Helmsworth as that character. <laughs> yeah, you know, so I do too. It, it's a to me, it's I, I get what you're saying and you make valid points, but at the same time, there's a part of me that's like, man, I, I you know, I don't know, I don't know how you can. Just replace those characters with other other actors and start all over again. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's good. And the other side is nobody wants to see an origin movie again. Right. Like I don't want to see Tony Stark go back in the cave. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, so, I know. Yeah, nobody wants to see that. Yeah. So. Um. He could, he continues. I watched Iron Man two the other day. And it made me realize that I what I loved about the character. The suit putting itself together over Tony. I loved the, me- the mechanical put together with Tony. Add a glitch or a chink in his armor. He needed to get it to him he needed to get to him or around him. I know the change should RDJ could be more comfortable, but you have to admit. The best part of Iron Man is watching all the metal find its way around them. The micro suit shit sucked. What do you think? I I, I noticed that too because I watched Iron Man 2 the other day because it was on yeah. TV or something like that. Yeah. yeah, it was on TV. Or on Netflix or something. Mm-hmm. It was on something that I, you know, I could pick it out. And I actually like Iron Man 2. But... Um, I liked how the I liked how the suit was too. I thought it was cool, but I liked how it is now. Right. You know. I I, I do I do think it almost sounds clunky. Yeah. Back then. Well, I I, I the thing is like especially the first Iron Man movie. I mean that was a Stan Winston mm-hmm. suit. Like that was the last thing Stan Winston made was that Iron Man suit. Mm-hmm. You know and. I, 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 the thing I always liked, like in the comics, like it always looked like, you know, you could see Tony's muscles, you know, in the armor and stuff like that. And like, you know, there was muscle definition, the legs, like, like it was almost like a leotard. It wasn't an iron suit. Mm -hmm. And I always kind of bothered me. I was like, it it shouldn't look like that. It, it, you know, it should look like a mech. Yeah. And when, when they did the Stan Winston suit in the first movie, it looked like a mech. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. This is, you know, this is what the suit should fucking look like. Like, I was right there. And 
like I know in Iron Man two they, they they changed it up. They did do a lot more CGI with it. There were some moments, like especially during the the fight with Rhodey in the at the the at the party, you know, where he did wear like a a lot of the chest piece and the the shoulders. They called it a football suit. Yeah, they, that's kind of how it looked and felt. Um, you know, because Downey was just like, I can't fucking wear this. You know, this is just this is too fucking much. Yeah. Which is is true. Like, I mean, I get that as well. But like, I but I think the evolution to of like Avengers in that suit, it'd be bothering me because it looked like a leotard again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, it didn't bother me that much. Where I was like, oh my god, I could. But like, there were moments where like you could just it just it looked like. It didn't look like an armored suit, yeah. Per se, mm-hmm. like especially like in non-action scenes where he has the helmet off, yeah. Like it looked like you could tell it was like 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 a track suit that was made to look like an Iron Iron Man suit, yeah. You know what I mean? And I get why you do that. I understand it, but at the same time, there is something to that original look of the the armor that I just loved, yeah. Um. And I, and I like the fact, like, and it, I understand, again, like, even from a comic book standpoint, like, Tony reaches a point where, like, the micro suit exists. Yeah. Like, the the Extremis um, series kind of brought that out. Yeah. Where, like, it became, like, a part of his body, and he could, like, you know, don the suit on command. Yeah. Um, which is what I was expecting from Iron Man 3 and didn't get. <laughs> but, like, so I, I get, like, the, the evolution of where they took the suit. It made sense as a comic book fan. Like, that, that's the direction it would go. Because Tony, the thing with Tony was always to make the suit smaller, to make it more compact, easier to carry around with them. Yeah. You know, those are the type of things that Tony was, that, that's why he had the briefcase suit. You know, it was to make it smaller, more compact, and easier to carry around with them so you didn't have to have this giant fucking suit of armor that he had to take everywhere. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. Like I, I do prefer the look of the original suit, the Iron Man two suits. Like they just, they looked, they looked like mech armor to me. Yeah. Like, they don't, they, you know, for lack of a better term, that's just how they looked. And I like that look later on down the line. It's became, more and more micronized. Yeah, I, I get your point. Yeah. So I like Iron Man too. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it's. Be- I think it's better than people give it credit for. I mean, Iron Man three is a clunker. Yeah, but I, two yeah. wasn't so bad. Two, yeah, two's not as bad as people say it is. And, and Sam Rockwell just kills it. Yeah, but you talk about a guy that like to see them find a way to bring back into the MCU. You know. Sam Rockwell's character deserves like another shot at the MCU somehow. What was his name? Oh, um, it's like right there. Yeah, it's killing me. What was his name? I'm gonna have to look it up. Hammer. Uh, yeah, Justin, Justin Hammer. Hammer. Hammer Industries. Yeah. Yeah, that that scene where he's showing Rhodey the guns. Yeah. Oh man, that was so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah, that cracked me up. Yeah. But it was so Sam Rockwell. 
Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And again, like, I just, I'd love to see them find a way to bring his character back to the MCU. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I know that they, I mean, they did it with Gary Shanling a couple of times where they were able to bring his character back. Like, I just love like, to see them find a way to bring back Sam Rockwell because, one, he's a hell of an actor, and two, that character was just tremendous. Yeah. You know? He was. You know? He's trying to sell weapons to the fucking Avengers now or something, and you know, shit, nothing works. Like, that would be tremendous. I would love that. Yeah. You know? It was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good film. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, be- it's better than people give it credit for, in my opinion. And I, I love the Whiplash. Well, not Whiplash, but... Yeah. I I love that character. When he came out on the racetrack... Oh, yeah. That was, like, one of those moments. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't... It was something somewhat familiar. Yeah. But not... Something new, yeah, you know, but uh, the way he looked coming out on that racetrack was he meant fucking business, yeah, and he was going for him, yeah, it was badass. It's a great scene, yeah, and with Happy and Pepper, like you know, in the car trying to get to Tony to get him the suit, yeah, you know, that's great stuff, too, Mm -hmm. you know. And then when the the whips encompass Tony, yeah, and he freaking. Yeah. Bends him around his arms. Oh yeah, and he's going for him. Yeah, that's badass. That is. That's that's good scenes. Yeah, that's really good stuff. It is. It, it was. It was. Like, it, there, there are some good, really good things in that movie. Where like, I, as a fan, looking back at it, like it's not as bad as people say it is. Uh-huh. And you know, I, I get it. It's, it's not. It's not as good as the first movie, but it's it's much better than people give it credit for. I I have to agree with that. Yeah. The third one. Yeah, that's that's the real. That's the worst one MC ever put out. Someone that's the worst one they did. Yeah, yeah, that that's the clunker of the the whole thing. Yeah, for me. It, me too. Yeah. yeah. I concur. I thought they were going DC. Oh, they were just going to ruin it. Yeah. After I saw that third one, or the way of the X Men. Yeah, it, it was a disappointment. I mean, and it was again. I mean, you know, we discussed it. You know, we, the whole thing with the Mandarin and everything else. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was uh, just bad. Yeah. All right, let's wrap this biatch up. Okay, shall we? Yeah. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings, there, sir? No, I'm good, sir. All right. Well, remember there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. You can send us an email like these fine folks have. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And um, we're also a member of a number of different podcasting networks. Uh, you can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Danger Entertainment Network. Uh, just give them a Google search, and you'll find all the other great podcasts that they have to offer. Um, and lastly, as always, we want to thank you, the listener. Uh, for checking us out each and every week. Uh, We greatly appreciate you taking the time to enjoy our hijinks, shenanigans, and opinions. Yeah. Can't thank you enough for that. So there you go. And on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.